As a recreational cannabis user, Sean Santa was passionate about cannabis as an industry where he saw an opportunity to work in it when cannabis was legalized in Maryland. In our discussion, Sean talks about investment hacks, what startups can do to get their feet off the ground, and more. Hi, today we have Sean Santa. He is an investment banker at Young America Capital. Hi, Sean. How are you doing? Hi, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you for coming to the green room. Um, I'm very excited to talk to you about your background and money, mostly. <laughs> but um, can you start by giving us uh, like kind of your background, your professional background, where you came from, how you got into cannabis? Sure, of course. Um, I moved to Washington, D.C. in 2007 to get my master's degree in uh, writing, actually. And while... Um, while here, I started working part-time for a restaurant group. And um, long story short, when I upon graduation, I became a partner in the restaurant group. Um, we took them from two or three restaurants to, I think, about 20. Um, but, you know, really, in, you know, you asked me about, you know, what my career was before cannabis. I want to say that it was always kind of cannabis related because I was always using cannabis and hoping to get into the cannabis industry and kind of just waiting for it to come to the East coast. So, you know, okay. I guess I think of like my pre cannabis career as just like waiting for cannabis is, <laughs> is, you know, is really the, the best way I can say it. That's good. I mean, I guess, did you always think it, I mean, I guess I don't, I don't feel like we always knew that it was going to be an industry. No, I didn't know. You might have. I didn't I know it was going to be an industry. I mean, it was, you know, if you go all the way back to like 2010, you know, like on the East coast and you're buying a, you know, a high times magazine, you're like, right. you, know, you might as well be, have a chain on your, on your, uh, forehead. <laughs> yeah. So, so, you know, we yeah. didn't know it would be an industry, you know, reading about Cali, reading about Colorado, you know, hopefully things will come online. I mean, you know, rooting for it. Right. And, uh, you know, thankfully Cooler heads started to prevail, uh, you know, five five or so years ago, and the East Coast started to open up. And you know, DC was one of the first East Coast places. Was um, it 2017? I think DC was 14. 24. Okay, okay. okay. Uh, and Maryland legalized in 2012, but they didn't do anything with it till 15 or 16. So, and yeah, what did that mean? What did that legalize? What did that mean at that point? Oh, I'm sorry. They they um, okayed uh, medical use. Medical use. Um, okay. Right. But, the, but then, um, you know, took a couple of years off to, you know, for the licensing process to stand up the regulatory body for the state. So, you know, nothing really happened, um, in the first, you know, the first stores open, I think, um, 2018. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, okay. So, so you're waiting for the cannabis industry to start. Mm -hmm. Um, now it's here. What, how did you get into it? Um, well, good question. So, you know, I kind of got into it as most people get into it, which is, you know, you're waiting for it. It's here. Awesome. You know, how do I participate? Right. <laughs> so while I was waiting for it, I started um, growing cannabis 
and I never got a plant higher than that. So I, um, I didn't think, I didn't really think that, uh, you know, cultivation, uh, you know, would work out for me, but your green thumb was a little brown. Is what my you're green right. thumb was, was totally brown. And, uh, you know, I was out quite a bit of money on some gross supplies. So oh. you know, it's okay. It doesn't work out for anybody, everybody, yeah. you know, yeah. um, but I, you know, just transferred my skills. So, you know, we were, uh, I was running the, you know, basically the largest restaurant group in DC h- helping to run and, um, you know, got into the events, uh, the event side of mm-hmm. cannabis, started attending events, started throwing events uh, with, for a couple companies. Um, and then, you know, I guess what I realized uh, my, you know, foraying into cannabis through events is that, you know, I didn't ever mind throwing events when, you know, it was my establishment and I was serving, you know, my food and alcohol because I didn't, you know, I don't have any, you know, I look at people consuming alcohol and I think kind of like, Oh, good, you know, good for them. You know, I'm glad they're having a good time, but it's, it's, you know, it's also just like watching, you know, in a way for me personally, it's just like watching, you know, Martians walk around. I have nothing to do. I I don't want alcohol. I don't want to, I don't want to be around it. I don't want to taste it. Um, you know, even though, um, you, you know, I would, moderately successful off of it. Um, so do so, these events have a cannabis as well? Yeah, no. So what, you know, I'm sorry. So I'm getting a, yeah. taking a okay. long time to get to the well, point. So when I started getting cannabis events, it was like, I actually don't want to throw these events. Like I want to be here. Okay. Like I want to be participating in the event, you know, whereas previously I didn't oh, mind being on the sidelines and be, you know, being the guy executing behind the scenes. I wanted to actually just be in the crowd and mingling with people and, right. and, and, you know, networking. And, and I kind of wasn't okay throwing events. Um, so, you know, then, so, then so you're not a grower and you're not an event, not a grower. I'm not it, but see, this is, you know, my story is kind of the story of cannabis is you just keep knocking down, you know, dead trees until you find, until you find the one that is, uh, you know, for you. So, yeah. you know, surprisingly, I just, you know, I got into finance, uh, you know, just kind of networking around um, the DC area. And then just very luckily got connected to Young America Capital. Um, you know, Young America Capital uh, is a 70 person investment, um, full service investment bank out of Maranac, New York. Mm-hmm. And um, we're kind of spread out all across the country. And, you know, it afforded me a chance to, you know, work from home, which was much different than reporting somewhere, you know, pre, pre-COVID working from home. Week. This was, this was pre-COVID. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. This was pre-COVID. So it was, it was, it was just a dream. And so, you know, getting into finance uh, was very difficult. I had not had, you know, previous experience raising money. I had raised um, all the money that we used uh, to open the businesses we had taken out of the till from the previous business and then okay. opened it, you know. So raising money was uh, was new to me, although, you know, being in business and, you know, seeing different business life cycles uh, was not new. Mm. No, that makes sense. So, okay. So you got to Young America Capital. What do you, what do you guys do there? What do you guys do there? Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. So, um <laughs> we, you know, let me tell you about the cannabis team. So of, of the 70 bankers, there's 20 of us that concentrate, uh, you know, about eight, maybe 18 of us on cannabis, hemp, CBD, and then also, uh, newly in psychedelics. So, um, we like to, you know, we raise money for companies, both on the debt and the equity side. Um, we'd like to start at 5 million. Um, but we take, you know, we take under that if the opportunity is correct. Um, 
And then the second thing we do is we broker um, considerable amount of uh, state, you know, state licensed uh, assets across the state legal markets. Um, and then the third thing we do, <clears throat> which we do much less of, but we um, also license products uh, if, you know, if the client is appropriate. Sure. And do you work across um, different states or are you just in DC or you said they were based in New York, but. Sure. Yeah. The, yeah. The bank is based in New York, but the brokers are spread out all over. Um, and uh, I'm sorry, you know, all over the country, we also yeah, have yeah. international presence as well, but um, yeah, you know, we, what the bank has done as cannabis has continued to explode is, you know, I guess like five years ago, you could be like an expert in cannabis, right. But, you know, now it's, it's a, it's a $16 billion and, and only growing, you know, commodity or, you know, or, or, you know, medical, you know, medical, um, uh, play and it's, it's just huge. So, you know, you kind of have to take, you kind of have to segment it up and, and to become a, a true expert in certain areas. So, you know, I, you know, I understand, uh, you know, a lot of what's going on in the mid Atlantic and the East coast. And then I also, um, I work on a group of three where we, uh, cover a lot of infused products. So infused products okay. are, um, you know, from a consumer angle, they're my, they're my favorite, um, uh, beverages, especially. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, with, with my background in, in food and bev, it, it you know, a right. lot of pieces, a lot of pieces fit and, um, beverages are so new. I mean, I thought, <clears throat> you know, before I got into cannabis, I kind of thought the East coast and the West had a little bit of hold on beverages. I wasn't sure kind of where, where yeah. it was at, you know, they're brand new, you know, no one really knew what they were doing, you know, you know, hats off to the pioneers, Yeah. but, uh, you know, the first wave of products were terrible. The first five years of products were terrible. And it seems that, um, you know, the, the industry has come around and the science has come around and yeah. also companies are now building the infrastructure to support the, you know, the infused market. Yeah. What do you, what, what brands do you see that you like, you've liked so far in the beverage industry? Sure. Of the beverage industry. So, um, one brand to look out for is, is not out yet, but I know it's going to be amazing. It's, uh, called Calta that the, the company's name is called Calta and they're, uh, Maryland based, and they are releasing a line of beverages, um, which will be infused. Um, I think, I, I believe you know, 10, 10, milligrams of THC. Okay. Um, but they are coming out in Maryland relatively soon. And I know that, um, it's, it's going to be really good. Um, they're, they're, they're little tasty little shots. Um, on the West coast, <clears throat> excuse me, I would say Tinley beverages. Um, they have, um, they have, um, you know, some of the tastiest beverages, um, you know, number one, but two, they also play in the no and low line, which is, you know, the only types of beverages, you know, um, basically mocktails, right. Okay. Got um, it. Got they, it. they offer a bunch of their, um, you know, their same drinks with, with slightly different names, um, you know, as mocktails and, um, you know, you, you can't beat that. Yeah. No, I mean, I imagine it's pretty challenging to do beverages in this industry because you have to have like these separate licenses for these separate states. Like how, how yeah. complicated mm-hmm. is creating a, I, I mean, I think everything's kind of like local regional at this point, but mm-hmm. um, for a company like um, what, the ones that you mentioned, how are they doing? Are they, are they just regional or are they going across I mean, they're not going across states, but sure, yeah, you know, operating the, in many states. You know, the, 
it's a really good question you asked. And um, I think the answer is that it's, it's, it's product ag- ag- the answer is product agnostic, meaning, um, you know, beverages, flour, um, even just topicals that you can't really, I mean, I guess you, you topically get the, right. get the uh, feeling of THC. I mean, nothing can be, nothing can be moved across state lines. Mm-hmm. So whenever, um, that's also part of the reason why there's no uh, good brand presence kind of anywhere. Um, but when you have the same beverage or just the same, when you take the same product and you put it in multiple states and multiple jurisdictions, you know, the companies are responsible for, you know, JVing with mm-hmm. someone that can produce it and JVing with either the processor that can, that has access to the, you know, the what is JV? JVing? Oh, just uh joint venture. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah. So meaning like Tinley, Tinley can't just go, go to, you know, um, Ohio and and just open up a store. They would need to find an Ohio, um, uh, processor to, you know, get to agree to, to, to produce beverages. And and then from there, do it from a state legal compliant, you know, nature, we're, we're going to see, you know, it's going to be different. It's not like that for regular alcohol. Yeah. Um, companies. So, you know, we're going to see a big reckoning come and it's going to be interesting. Um, it's gonna be interesting and, and, and kind of fun to see that, you know, something I'd like to just something I'd like to think about, um, as I, as I think about how exciting, exciting it is to me in cannabis right now is, you know, I don't, I don't know the, somewhere between 1910 and 1920, there was like 370, uh, American car makers and producers that okay. manufactured, you know, brand, you know, their own type of automobiles. And, you know, now there's what, three, if you can, you know, if you count Tesla but, to you know, four. Sure. So, you know, we're going to see that with cannabis, we're going to get to enjoy hundreds of different products, hundreds of different beverages, hundred, you know, we're going to just, we're going to see this huge line explosion. Um, and, and yeah. then, it, you know, it's got, unfortunately it's going to shrink, but that's just how, Every commodity, you know, uh, it, that's you know, how it works. That's the life the cycle. Yeah, yeah, that's the life cycle. Do you think there's going to end up being like the Coca-Cola company of of weed of drinks? Oh, sure, and it's probably Coca-Cola. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, you know what? Touche. <laughs> yeah. You know, one to your point. Um, you know, to your point, Ryan. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of companies or a lot of folks, you know, within cannabis say, "I'm going to be." this of can you know i'm going to be the amazon of cannabis i'm yeah. going to be the coca-cola amazon will be the amazon of cannabis yeah. coca-cola is going to buy the biggest brand and they're going to be the you know it depends if they want to you know coca-cola is not edgy i mean they're like they're just sickeningly you know um maybe it'll be red precious you know <laughs> red bull gives you <laughs> red bull that's right that's that's more like it you know it's going to be alcohol companies it's not you know uh Fly high. It's such a pristine image. I, I doubt it. You know, yeah. people started, you know, a couple years ago, I, I can't remember if it was the Oreo CEO or if it was their parent company, but you know, they opened their mouth about Oreos, you know, putting, you know, being infused and it's just, you know, it's just not going to happen. You know, those yeah. CPG companies, they're going to purchase whatever cookie is doing the best mm. and they're going to put it in a, in a, you know, they're, they're going to produce it in their production line. They know how to, cut all those costs and that's that's how it's gonna be that's just crazy to think about actually i mean the way you say that i love i like that i like that perspective it's just crazy to think about 
and and it's going to happen that these things are going to become mainstream Mm -hmm. and you know, somebody, I mean, I don't, I agree with you. I don't think Coca-Cola is going to do it, but someone like Red Bull might do mm-hmm. it. Or yeah. maybe it's like a Seagram's or something that ter- does a, also like a cannabis beverage or like, mm-hmm. you know, one of those big mm-hmm. alcohol companies. That's, that's a really interesting thing. So you're going to get these things in the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. well, even now you go into Walgreens and there's like CBD, every, yes. you know, it's, that's like a strange thing in, in, in and of itself in a way. Right, right. Like you get the health, like I walked into CVS yesterday and I saw this whole like CBD exactly. skincare. Exactly. And I was like, this is, yeah. I just didn't realize how mainstream you could do that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that, yeah. I mean, this is pretty, it's, it's pretty cool. So I think, yeah, it's going to be commoditized at some mm-hmm. point. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, to your point of, of, uh, skincare products. Yeah. You know, hearing it you know, Walgreens. One time my grandmother texted me to, to tell me that she's like, have you heard of this? I know you like weed. Have you heard of this, <laughs> this stuff called CBD? And you know, those are, some, you know, those are some of the points that are like, you know, hit me in the face that like, you know, cannabis is, is totally mainstream. Mm, when your grandmother calls you (laughs) yeah yeah well she yeah she she even texted me so you know phones are mainstream and cannabis is mainstream i don't know (laughs) your grandma seems very she seems pretty ahead of the time she's a pretty savvy lady she's cool she actually invested in some some public companies uh that 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 listed a couple years ago so she's got she's got cannabis investment she's an og yeah okay (laughs) you know well she you're her grandson so that makes sense uh, yeah. it, it all comes together. I'm sure you're giving that's her right. some tips. <laughs> you're giving her, that's so funny. So in terms of investment wise, what would be your recommendations for somebody that's looking to invest in terms of areas to invest in? Sure. I would say, I would say if you are an accredited investor, which, um, you know, just means you have a certain income level and a certain savings level. Um, I would definitely recommend private placements. You know, that's where the most um, amount of money can be made. We, we uh, were talking to someone else about private placements. Second too, time so, we've yeah. heard that today. So oh, yes, almost, yes. Good, I'm glad they're people. congruent, yes. congruent ideas. We don't have conflicting ideas on the podcast. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I'm happy to to jump into the conflict. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I think the position was that the grow growers are a good place to put your bets. Uh, because that's like the foundation of everything. But I think, I mean, you're in the food and beverage industry. You have a different view because you have like seen different products. I think, you know, it depends on where your knowledge lies. Like- yeah, sure. I mean, grows grows are great because you're still talking, you know, with the first rate, first and second raise of a grow is right. a private placement. So mm, I mean, exactly. you know, typically a friends and family round or the second round is, you know, a seed private. So, I mean, um, a grow is a, is, is a good spot. Um, as far as, a, uh, you know, the publicly traded companies, I know, I know less about the, the, uh, how stocks are doing in, mm. in the public markets. So I'm, uh, you know, at the risk of someone calling me and saying, what the hell were you talking about? I think, <laughs> I'll, just, I think I'll just not, not comment on them. No, that's they're good. doing, I mean, they're doing well because, yeah. because of, uh, uh, the Democrats taking back um, the Senate and the executive, and you know that that put a big that put a big pump in the market. People are, you know, you know, Wall, you know, Wall Street is bullish on it now, which is they always they always kind of were, but uh, you know, it's it's looking like cemented. Yeah, cannabis is the future. Yes, it is the future. Is the future is here? Um, so we talked about capital being a big yeah. problem for. Um, companies that are coming into the game. And I think, um, you know, 
as we move towards legalization, what, what do you think is going to be, what are going to be the biggest challenges of raising capital and what can people, what, what is going to happen in the industry to make that there's going to be a shift at some point. So. Yeah. Tell me what you think of the shift and what the shift from what. Well, it's going to be a shift. Like once it's like legally, you know, once it's federally oh, legal, uh, there's yeah. going to be a huge shift in that, like the way people perceive these types of investments and um, how people can raise money a little bit easier, I believe, just from like less regulation from the bank. So, sure. you know, for now, what what do you think are the major challenges and like what what can we do to get <clears throat> over those before before anything else happens in the, in sure. the government. yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's such a great question because it's so difficult to it's, answer. Right? <laughs> I know. Like, Let me give um, you a question you can't answer. That's, yeah. that's no, I mean, I can, I can, oh, I can opine on it, but you <laughs> yeah, know, no, no and that's what we want. I mean, I think all of For this sure. is like, yeah, all of yeah, this yeah. is just that. <laughs> You know, what, you know, what can you do now to raise, well, first, you know, what, what we can do, I guess, as, you know, quote unquote industry, what we can do is start talking about capital in, in more realistic and honest terms. Um, You know, for example, in, 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 uh, you know, we've talked about this before, but, you know, there's many articles and we all get them just slammed into our inbox from all the, you know, the, the different newsletters were yes. subscribed to, but <laughs> how to start your own cannabis business, how to be successful in cannabis, how to start, you know, how to start this, how, you know, just all the, how to start something, how to be successful in cannabis. And I mean, it's just, I want to say it's a crock of shit because the number one thing should be that the, first of all, the titles should be how to raise money to start a successful <laughs> cannabis business or, you know, so, you know, number, number, you know, number zero, make sure you have access to money. Number 100, start the business. You know, I mean, there's like, there's no, there's nothing that hurts people harder than access to capital. And um, that may be access to bad capital, you know, hurts entrepreneurs worse, but. um, But And this farce that it's like easy to start a business in the industry with all the licensing Mm. and all that kind of, I mean, it's just like, yeah, like you said, it's just, it's, it's kind of ridiculous, right? Like you really have to yeah. start at step one. What, why aren't people writing that in their newsletter? Maybe, maybe we need to, you to send out a newsletter. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's no, it's no different than someone writing, you know, how to start a hedge fund, you know, yeah. it, you need, you know, the money needs to be there. And, um, you know, that's just, that's just, you know, unfortunately how things kind of shook out now, mm-hmm what we have to look forward to, I think is more of a craft cannabis, um, uh, regular, you know, regulatory environment, hopefully, mm-hmm. um, you know, um, a lot of States when they come online, um, have home grow or, um, have, um, you know, some sort of programs that, um, you know, mi- micro cultivation license, um, you know, delivery, delivery licenses, you know, there's, there's ways to get in that, I don't require, you know, you know, millions and millions of dollars of capital, but, um, you still know, some. you, you got to have it. So, you know, you know, what, what you can do now is just start thinking about where you can get money from. If you're thinking about starting a cannabis business, what do you or think is it, the minimum that you should kind of have in your mind? I mean, it really depends on what type of, what type of thing you're doing. I'm, if you're going for a license, a million dollars, I mean, yeah. you, you know, no doubt. I mean, you'll spend, 
when I say license, I mean in a restricted straight. You know, in Oklahoma, you can get a license for fifteen hundred dollars. I mean, you know, I I mean in a restricted medical state where there's a chance for your company to make a lot of money. Uh, you know, dispensaries in Oklahoma, they or, or you know, I, I don't want to pick on Oklahoma, but you know, dispensary <laughs> can make you know seven hundred thousand dollars a year in Oklahoma, and some places on the East Coast do that in a. You know, I mean, you know, in a few days, yeah. right? So uh, you know, it's just not each market is not the same, you know, I, I wonder if you started one, like, let's say you started a business in Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, and then you wanted to start push, take that business to another state. Is that a gateway or not really? Well, yeah. I mean, so many, you know, that when people talk about like cannabis corporations and cannabis MSOs and, you know, big, I mean, that's what they did. You know, I mean, yeah. that's, you know, I, I, you know, despite the failings of the industry, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm never here to, to rail against MSOs or large corporations because at, at one point, uh, you know, certain practices are, are, are certainly not good. And, you know, certain beliefs that are held by some are not good, but, you know, as, as far as like the business, you know, these are, you know, some of the MSOs that a lot of the advocates despise, you know, they are the ones that put it on the line and they are the ones that invested the first millions. They're the ones that put, you know, put their necks out and, and had a lot of embarrassing calls asking people for money, right. You know, they raised the money, they, they, they put it up, they put, they put their reputations and necks on the line. And, you know, a lot of it for sure, it came out that it was unscrupulous later, but, you know, I'm not saying we owe a debt to that, but you know, there's, there's something to, to be said that my grandmother texted me from Walgreens and said, there's frigging cannabis like to purchase. I mean, right. that is not because of the advocates, right? right. No, absolutely. Um, you know, even though they pay, you know, they paved the way. I mean, certainly. Um, yeah. But I, and I feel like a lot of people, you know, they have that argument. It's like, do we want, do we want the cannabis industry to be corporate, corporatized, you know, like, do yeah. we want to keep it small or, um, I was it, I, it might've been you that I was talking to that you're like, you know, you're going to see, you're going to see this in the grocery store. You're going to see this in CVS. And those are yeah. the companies. I think it was you, <laughs> <laughs> those were the companies that are going to like, there's still going to be mom and pop shops, but yeah. it's like today in alcohol, there's like your corner liquor store, but then there's Ralph's or Albertson's or whatever grocery store you Absolutely. have. There's Budweiser and then there's craft beer. Right. Yeah. right. Yeah. I mean, it's like all these examples we can take and mm. apply it to probably what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, I, you know, cannabis is, there's a section of people that need cannabis for medicine and they need it and, you know, and it works and there's, and there's no denying it. And then, you know, for the majority of us who use it as, you know, either as just everyday wellness or, you know, probably in the case of me, I use it because I should be on ADHD medication and no one ever told me that. So I just started smoking cannabis all the time. Well, it's better. Um, I think it's the cannabis is probably better. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I mean, Hey, I'm not switching. I'm not, I'm not switching, but, but what I'm saying, yeah, I mean, um, but, uh, you know, there's, there's going to be segments for everyone and businesses for everyone. And, you know, the other thing that I think don't get, I'm, I'm sorry, does not get talked about enough is that, you know, let's say you can only, you know, you're, you live in an area of the country currently, or, you know, a couple of years in the future where you only have access to corporate cannabis, or you can only get a job in corporate cannabis. It, 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 you're still working in cannabis. I mean, you're still doing, you know, 
you're, you're still going to have access to, to, um, you know, that industry and, um, it's, it's, you know, it's still going to be there for you on, you know, on some level. So I don't, I don't, you know, that section of like cannabis purists, like you can't, I mean, and then there's that, those, there's those people in everyday life too, right? Like with food mm, that's right, for sure. foods mm, and things for like sure. that. organic, like people. you were mentioning yeah. mm-hmm. organic. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I think they're, yeah, you're still working in cannabis. Like don't be yeah. such a snob. I also think though, <laughs> it's when you see things like, um, can I, can I mention brands? You here? can mention whatever okay. you want. Yeah. Like med, a- med men, right? Right. So med men, it's like you walk in, you feel like you're in an Apple store. It's like a very, <laughs> corporate experience. That's also what people are like. I I don't want it. I don't want to (laughs) go to a weed shop and feel like I'm, I mean, some people do it's on Abbott Kinney, you know, some people do. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Well, I mean, you have to address the different personalities in the market, right? (laughs) Sheldon over here. He's, he wants to, I went to to MedMed for the first time a couple nights ago and I was like, this is so, I feel I literally feel like I'm at the Apple store. Like it, does it feel expensive? It does. It feels (laughs) luxury. It feels expensive. Um, but I can understand for, for some people that's, you know, an overly corporate feeling. See, like, yeah, for me, I feel like, you know, it's like that also that if you think about restaurants, um, Mm. and you know, we had this conversation many years ago, like me and my friends would have this conversation about like chain restaurants, like, you know, cheesecake factory versus the local, like Italian Mm. restaurant. Mm -hmm. Right. And for me, like maybe I'm not like so much of like, I'm not too worried about the Apple experience, but I do like local things. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, buying local that, Mm -hmm. you know, that's like that whole movement of buying local. And so like, but you're going to get it. You're going to get an audience for each one of those things, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And like you said, again, I think what you said was perfect. It's like, you are still in the industry. It's you get to choose which part you're going to be in. Yeah. You know, I mean, really perfectly said. And, and, and the other, the other piece of like, you know, different companies are for different people. You know, I think there's one, there's one more layer of complexity to that in that different companies are for the same people at different times. Like, you know, for example, you know, I'm a guy that, you know, if we equate kind of locally owned dispensaries to dive bars, you know, I'm a hundred percent dive bar guy, Mm -hmm. dark, dark booth burgers. (laughs) That's fine. But you know, when my parents come into town, you know, I'm not, they don't you want know, to go there. My grandma's, yeah. I'm not taking my grandmother to a dot. You know, I'm not going to take you to <laughs> your poor grandmother. <laughs> right. To, to, you know, the, the, the boardwalk dispensary yeah. where the bartender is smoking weed and, you know, he's smoking weed, not sure. medical cannabis. Right. You know, yeah. I'm not, maybe I'll, maybe I would go to MedMen instead. So yeah. um, I actually haven't been, I haven't uh, been in MedMen yet, but my, you know, my point is, is, you, you know, when you're dressed differently and when you're yeah. feeling differently, it, different locations are for the same consumer. Do you think that the the med men's of the world also help change like the perception of the industry and the and the perception of of cannabis as being something like you know yeah. underground? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Something. I mean. Yeah. I, and and you know, there's a lot of value to that. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of value to that. There is a. I mean, whether you know whether or not you like it or not, there's a lot of value to to seeing cannabis in a very premium place, um, in, in, or, or not place presentation. Yeah. You know, and, and again, we equate it to, you know, restaurants and, you, you know, a burger looks one way from five guys and a burger looks another way from, you know, Morton's, I, you know, I don't think they sell burgers, but you, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's, it, uh, it, the perception of cannabis, I think has been helped through, through those, uh, you know, seen through those lenses. Branding and marketing essentially, right. That's ultimately what it is. 
Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, sorry. I'm like, I got distracted. Um, so, you know, will there be a point in the can of industry? We talked about this kind of touched on this, um, where it's going to be too late. Yeah. But I mean, so no, because it's not, you know, it's never too late. It's never too late to do. I mean, (laughs) it's, it's sometimes it's too late to do the right thing. (laughs) I mean, it's never, but it's never too late to join any, I mean, what, what does, I guess on, you know, on the surface, I'm not sure. Meaning like maybe not lucrative as like, you know, maybe, you know, yeah, well, not lucrative. I mean, there is, there are saturated industries, you know, where it's like, why would you get into that now? Mm. You know, I can't think of one right now, but <laughs> there's yeah. not, you know, there's yeah. a lot of, there's a lot of them in the tech space. Well, I think to compare it to the tech space too, is that the, Oh, what happened here? Oh, sorry. Sorry. We upgraded. Um, <laughs> is that I think that people feel like the Amazons and the Facebooks and the apples, right. Have, have taken over. And so there's no, there's not a free marketplace anymore. And so I think that that's comparing it to the weed market say that that's more the fear versus it being oversaturated, saturated with lots of boutique mom and shop pops, right? Mom and pop. Uh, mom and pop shops. <laughs> mom and shop pops. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So absolutely. I think that's sort of probably the fear too, right? Is that yeah. it's going to be more, there's only going to be a handful of companies that are going to be the ones that are the go-tos. Like social media. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You-, you know, I really hope it's less like social media and more like, and more like, you know, craft brewing. Um, yes. You know, yeah. if you look at craft brewing, um, you know, not every, you know, most places are not successful, but the, there's been, there was an explosion in the last 20 years. Of there was, yes. Mm-hmm. Every single state. I think that's a great example. Mm-hmm. Wine and wine and craft brew. I think that's a great mm-hmm. example. I think it seems like pretty, because I mean, it, it's again, this is all farming. You know, at the at the root of it, it's like farming, growing, agriculture. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think that's a better example mm-hmm. that we can make sure that we like kind of try to move towards. For um, sure. And then also as a consumer, you know, it's it's you know, your options are how how people buy now and in, in, in the next couple of years are are gonna um very seriously and substantially influence. Uh, like what products, you know, we see when we go from at 370 car makers down to four car makers. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're, you know, we're going to see that. And it's, and, you know, there's still places in Italy where you can get a custom car made. I mean, so there's going to be, you know, you're going to have craft cultivators, you're going to have craft dispensaries, you're going to have guys that are in it for the lifestyle and, and don't care if they break even as long as they get to, you know, open their store and, and have their own lifestyle. I, I really believe there's going to be something for everyone. And, and I'm not as, you know, I'm just, I'm super pumped for the future of cannabis. I'm not, you know, nothing really makes me anxious except, you know, the social equity component makes, mm. makes me what, no what part of that? What part of that? Um, well, I would say the entire thing. I mean, the fact that no states really figured it out, the fact that there's still people in jail. Absolutely. Um, it, you know, the more act is, is the leading legislation going on sure. in Congress, you know, ho- hopefully that passed, um, you know, here in Maryland, we have House Bill 32, which is um, you know a, a democratic initiative that includes expungement and uh, you know all types of prov- provisions for people to to participate in the industry. I mean, it you know when we see you know it. I mean, it makes me sick to my stomach that knowing that anybody is in jail currently for 
um, yeah. any, type, any type of nonviolent cannabis. Mm. Uh, I mean, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm kind of all, not anything nonviolent, all drugs, but yeah. particularly in cannabis. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's completely immoral. And it, I would say without that aspect, um, you know, the industry would be, would, would be totally greenfield um, as, as far as optimism for it. Mm, so yeah. I hope they can mm. figure it out. I hope. Um, they, I feel like they have to, cause it's like I'm almost like un, unconstitutional. Well, the hypocrisy of it yeah. is unbelievable. Yeah. It's really yeah. disgusting. Yeah. Okay. So what tips, what tips we, we have to get to the tips section. Tips. Let's <laughs> what, what kind yeah. of tips? Yeah. I mean, we, we, we've got a lot, you, I mean, you kind of touched on the investor side, mm-hmm. I think for the people who are looking for capital and how critical yeah. it is for them to get it, how, how should they get it? Like what, what do they need to want? How one, the first question <laughs> I can do this. I can talk guys. Um, what do they need to do to position themselves well to get and earn that capital? That's the first question. I have a couple of others. Sure. Yeah. Um, positioning yourself well for capital. Well, um, one of the first things that people should know is for the most part, you get one shot at someone at asking them for money. Um, sure. And it, that's hard to understand when, if you've ever rate how, companies start to raise money is always in a friends and family round. Mm, and so yeah. you always have multiple times to approach your rich uncle multiple times. If, if you're not, if you're privileged enough to have one, right. You're, you're, you know, you can approach people with your network many times. And so folks don't seem to understand that that never translates to the investing world, right? You're like your friends and family will hear your dreams out, you know, your business idea out. They give you the hundred bucks for lemonade stand. Like these institutional capital doesn't give a shit. Yeah. So when you, you know, the first time you contact someone, you really need to have all your ducks in a row. And so what does that mean? I mean, just, you know, simple, simply simple things. Um, having a succinct deck that is not 32 pages, not 50 pages, not 60 pages, you know, doesn't have an index. We don't, yeah. you know, or an appendix. We don't need it. You know, 10 pages, 12 pages. If you have a biosynthesis company, 14 pages. I mean, that's, that's max. Um, this, you know, another, another thing is have a bunch of milestones already completed. I mean, the time for cannabis, you know, dreams are over in a way in that, you know, everyone knows the addressable market. Everyone knows the the potential and the pandemic kind of accelerate, you know, ca- the pandemic accelerated cannabis 10 years. Yes. Yeah, amazing. Wow. Amazing. But, you know, y- y- you can no longer just approach someone like, Hey, I'm thinking, Hey, I think I can get this farm. I think I, you know, the, I think this can happen. Mm. There's no money there anymore. You know, have an offtake agreement or an LOI for someone to purchase your product. You know, whatever it is, yeah. Have um, revenue already, or or just just about to capture revenue. You know, be close to something <laughs> successful business already. Yeah. Right? You know, it's it, it's 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 in a way, it's not. It's uh, it's not unlike any other industry. It's only unlike other industries, because it was not that long ago, you know, three, four years ago that people could get money with their dreams. Now it's just, you know, pretend all of cannabis is just like, you know, a shoe company. How do you start a shoe company? You have a lot of shit already figured out. Right. And then you approach someone to ask them for money. So it's, um, you know, a deck progress, um, you know, revenue or, or close to it. You know, how long can you expect that process to be? 
Once you've, once you've, you've got your friends and family around, you put together a deck, you started putting together the beginnings of a successful company. And now you want to look for an investor. How long, how long should that be? I know. I don't know if that's a good question. I, I mean, that's a great question because I'm scared. <laughs> no, no, no. people often at, you know, they're like, you know, we kind of needed a million dollars two weeks ago. How fast can you get it? And like may, you know, it might take a year, you know, you don't, you know, right. I would say there's really no reasonable, there's no reasonable time frame. You know, when, when does every entrepreneur want money? You know, yesterday, yeah. how long does it take to close money? You know, the capital markets and cannabis are more mature. They are more serious and, you know, there's no longer people stroke You know, you say, so, you say, I have this one thing that's technically worth half a million dollars, but the valuation is $25 million, right? No one's buying that stuff anymore. It's, it's, you know, what, what is, you know, what is the ROI within one or two mm. years? Okay. Okay. I, I mean, not all that different to what's going on in, in the years. tech world right now. Yeah. In general, it doesn't. Like yeah. a few years ago, it used to be easy to get VC capital. Everybody was raising tons of money and they would be like, well, how are you going to monetize? And they'd be yeah. like, I don't know. We'll figure it out down the line. And, <laughs> yeah. and now yeah. it's getting right. tougher because they're tightening the, the purse strings a little. Yeah. So I think it, it doesn't, I mean, obviously for different reasons, regulation being the number one thing, yeah. but it doesn't sound all that different from raising capital in, in the tech world. Yeah. So you can just kind of use those examples and mm-hmm. cross pollinate. Um, okay. So the one question I, I actually had a couple of questions that I forgot. So <laughs> we're going to scrap those. But the question I have for you is like, is there like a hack or like a secret that you can tell us that would be helpful in either raising capital or just starting a business? Um, sure. I would say uh, one hack is to call you first. Back. No. <laughs> what? Sorry. What was that? What was that? Call, call you first. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would, I think we are the biggest, uh, you know, we're one of the biggest, if not the biggest investment bank in cannabis in the country. So oh, great. Sure call young America, but to, um, keep in mind before we're living in times before institutional capital and it's going to look like night and day, but you know, while we're here, the industry is small. You're going to run into the same people. You're going to, the I mean, if you go and search for you know funds that deploy cannabis um, in, into cannabis opportunities, plant touching, you'll get a certain number. If you do that for any other industry, like people that invest in oil and gas, I mean, you get just millions of different right. you know worldwide um, companies. So, um, you know, this cannabis is small. It, just be nice to people. I would. I yeah. would. Say. Is is the is the hack that's often uh, underlooked? Or, that's a life. That's a life hack. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, but, yes. you know, I, I'm in cannabis for cannabis. I like to smoke it, eat it, drink it. I like to talk about it. I like to live around it. Like, and that's kind of what I want my lifestyle to be. The lifestyle, you know, yeah. That are, you know, it's not to say that you know we're, we're not serious people, but you know, there's a lot of people that are that are almost, you know, that just want to be in it, but don't, but don't want to. Like know, personal equity. They don't want to embody it. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I am in cannabis for the plant um, to see it, to see it succeed, to see people succeed doing it, 
Mm-hmm. To hopefully see more people that don't look like me succeed doing it mm-hmm. and people that look like me still succeed doing it. And, mm-hmm. and just, you know, I think cannabis can be championed and it isn't, um, we're not quite there yet, but we can be. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, yeah, I mean, I think this is, I have, I have a lot of questions always, but um, this is a great kind of thing starting point. And I think the conversations will get deeper as we get closer to like, you know, federal regulation and um, as the community builds. And I think that that was the kind of main point of this podcast even is just to like build the community, educate people on each other and what's happening in different areas. So I think this is a great conversation. So thank you so much uh, for participating. Where can people find you? <laughs> um, just on LinkedIn, Sean Santa, Sean Santa, Santa like Santa Claus. That's a great last name. I have <laughs> to say it's so cool. It's so fun. You know what the funniest part about it is before I jump? Yeah. Everyone always teased me growing up. Um, I, that I was going to marry a Jewish girl and she was going to take my last name and it was going to be Santa. And I did. So my, <laughs> and my wife, has, so I have a Jewish wife, Jewish kids, uh, <laughs> Uh, and it's just fun. Beautiful. Just- <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That's so funny. That's funny. <laughs> well, thank you again, Sean. Um, it's been great talking to you. We'll you, talk to you again soon. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Ryan. Have a great day. Bye. The Green Room Podcast is brought to life by Green Seed PR, a cannabis green tech focused PR agency and a dedicated production team of editors, mixers, and showbookers. A huge thank you to the Vessel team for providing their studio for our recordings. Don't forget to subscribe and share the Green Room podcast with friends, colleagues, and family. That way you'll never miss an episode and we can keep the lights on. If you're feeling extra generous, please leave us a review on your favorite podcast listening platform. You can also find us on Instagram at GreenseedPR and see the live video versions of all of our podcasts on YouTube. Would you like to be on the guest on the show or do you have a great guest referral? Awesome. Submit your guests at greenseedpr.com slash the hyphen green hyphen room. Thanks for listening and be well.